Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, September 10th. And what a way to start the NFL season off last night, right, Tom? That was one heck of a game, man. How'd you enjoy yeah, it? Was, it was, it was, uh, it was good. Um, I, I don't know how Tom Brady keeps playing this well, considering he's like 45. Um, <laughs> I, he just science that isn't real with him. I, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, we're doing, uh, so today this is our, uh, pick show for college football and NFL. Uh, I'll probably do this a little bit on Sunday if you, anyone needs it. But other than that, um, we're going to go through the picks. I got my power rankings and, uh, maybe some players to watch and things like that. Um, so obviously the big game, uh, this weekend is, uh, Oregon traveling to Ohio state. Um, I have not checked this morning, but I will in a minute. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau's injury update. Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Um, I don't really think it matters that much if he does or not, um, but I'd like to see him play. Um, yeah. What, so, what was the injury exactly again? Was it a leg? Yeah, it was a sprained ankle, um, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I just pulled it up right now. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a game time decision, I guess. So that'll be interesting. Um, Ohio State's offensive line. Uh, like all the other big schools, is uh, very good. Um, so uh, it would have been cool to see how they handled him. Um, but we'll get into all that in uh, in a little bit. So um, I don't know if anyone saw this, but last night uh, on ESPN2, uh, they played a hockey game between the New York Fire Department and the uh, New York uh, Police Department. Um, it was on ESPN. Uh, they did like a little 60, not 60 minutes, but like ESPN films kind of thing. Um, it was really good. Um, uh, that, that's that's really cool. And obviously with September 11th coming up, um, it's going to be a tough time for a lot of people. But uh, at least you'll have football this weekend to look uh, look forward to, I guess. So, um, All right. So this week in football history, um, uh Okay, uh, today in 1971, hockey great Gordy Gordy, wow, Gordy, Gordy Howe retires after 25 seasons for the Red Wings. Uh, I don't know much about hockey. I know that he's one of the guys that I know is like a legend, so um, good for him. And if he really did play, what? I was going to say, the only thing I know about Gordy Howe is that he's on the Legends team in uh, NHL 19, I think was the last one I had. <laughs> Yeah, and he yeah, plays I, without a helmet. I knew that much. Dude, if you go back and look at some of these hockey guys, and even the goalies in, like, the 50s that would wear, like, no pads, like, you would die. Like, you could die. So, um, but good for Gordie Howe. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and if he did really play all 25 seasons for the Red Wings, I feel like he didn't. But if he did, that's incredible. That's awesome. But I feel like we would have heard about it a little more. Uh, if you played all 25 years for them. Um, all right. And then in 2018, uh, the Green Bay Packers start their 100th NFL season with a historic 24-23 comeback win over the Bears at Lambeau Field. Um, first ever Packer recovery from 17 points uh, down at uh, the end of the third quarter. So um, I, for whatever reason, I thought it was going to be who, – who did the uh, Packers play in with the replacement refs? Uh, and the ball, like uh, it was a, they called it a touchdown, like on a hail mary from Aaron Rodgers. It, it was just like they both had possession. 
I don't know, but um, uh, that's cool. And then uh, just to, you know, bring everybody back in, um, uh, we are going, um, yeah, no, never mind. I was going to show some of my uh, junior year high school football photos because that popped up, but you know what? I won't. So um, I can't get the picture on here, so it doesn't matter. All right, so let's move on to what we really have to get into. Uh, first trivia, and then we'll get into all the college football things. All right, since 2014, there have been three uh, three of the biggest landslide Heisman winners in history. Can you, can you name two of the players, two of the three? Um, also, who won the Heisman by the biggest landslide in history? Oh. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and guess – Baker was one of the three or one of the two that I'm trying to guess. And gosh, it's 2014. Uh, uh, the other one, I will go with Andrew Luck. And I'm going to say that he won by the biggest landslide. Uh, no, Andrew Luck never even won a Heisman. I don't um, know why. <laughs> I don't know why you said that. <laughs> I honestly um, don't know why I said that either. I am um, extremely sorry. <laughs> uh, you're close. Um, so since you write with Baker, Baker is one of them. Um, uh, the only one outside of 2014 is 2006 and Troy Smith, who turned out to be just a great NFL player. So that was a great thing. Uh, in 2014, the third uh, highest margin of victory, Marcus Mariota. Um, and then 2019, really? the largest uh, percentage uh, points and the biggest landslide victory went to Joe Burrow. So uh, you, were, you, you, were, you were all right there. Um, all right, Tom Brady only played against Ohio State once in his career. He threw for 369 yards and four touchdowns. However, uh, did Michigan win the game, um, or what, and what was the score? Uh, I'm going to say no. And what do you mean by below – 45. The total points would be below 45. Total points? Yeah. Then probably – well, if Brady threw four touchdowns, that means that there's already 28 points for Michigan. So I'll go 28, I guess, 30 – well, no, it can't be 31 because I push it over 50. I don't know how it's possible for the total score to be below 45 if 28 points were already there for Brady. So I I guess I'll go 28-31, a field goal. I don't know. 24-17, uh, and they did win. Oh. Boy, 24, <laughs> but he threw for four touchdowns. That's 28. Unless they missed extra points uh, every single time. Whatever. We, we, we saw enough Tom Brady last night. We're moving on. Yeah, I don't need to see any more Tom Brady touchdowns. Yeah. You see Zeke touchdowns, right? I didn't see um, Zeke at all last night. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, oh, one thing I think we should talk about real quickly. What is going on in Baltimore? Oh, my God. Like, that is, it's just crazy. Everybody's hurt there. Everybody. I think what they did right was they they took their practice field and they're like okay we're gonna put in the MetLife Stadium turf so that all of our players will get injured without having to go play the Jets or the Giants 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. But, I mean, the, the, the tweets that came out yesterday that were like, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes apart, that was like Gus Edwards is believed to have a torn ACL, and so is Marcus Peters. It's like, geez. Um, I really think Lamar Jackson's – like, I think he's really going to struggle this year. 100%. There's going to be no running game other than him and Tyshawn Williams. I saw that they signed not only Le'Veon Bell, but they signed Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, and this morning they signed Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, yeah. So now I mean, they have four guys who have rushed for over 1,000 yards in their NFL careers, and none of them are the starting running back as of right now on the depth chart. Yeah, so <laughs> – yeah, it's gonna. I mean, if Todd Todd Gurley can't go there, like he would, like no. his knees would just break off. They, they, maybe not so. in a committee though. That would be the only thing that'd be like, okay, maybe Gurley can help if they're truly running like five guys. Like if they run Williams, Murray, Bell, um, who's the other side, Freeman, and Gurley. Like if they run all five of those guys in like a committee situational thing and just say, screw it, we're gonna test out something new. Like they could do that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it's just I, like I said, the tweets back to back from Schefter, who or whoever. I mean, it was. I mean, that's a fan. That, that's your nightmare. That's that's literally what like. It's the worst possible. I mean, obviously losing J.K. Dobbins was the worst possible thing, but then this happening this close mm-hmm. to like the season opener, like they're lucky they don't have to play it on Monday. Like they at least yeah. get an extra day. Yeah, they get um, an extra day of practice and get guys eligible to play and all that. Yeah, so um, that 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 we'll we'll see what happens with Baltimore throughout the season. I, I think it's a team we're going to have to keep our eye on because if things don't start out well for them, I think they could uh, fade. So, um, all right, uh, off to college football. Um, uh, what a weekend last weekend! I know we covered a little bit of it. Uh, Alabama dominant, Ohio State, Oklahoma won, not convincingly, but they won. Uh, Georgia Clemson incredibly boring game. Georgia's defense is really good, and I still think Clemson's really good. Um, Texas A and M up there, they're really good. Uh, but so here's my uh, first edition of our power rankings, uh, the top ten. Um, number one, Alabama. They're hosting Mercer this year. I this week. I don't know how to say this like nicely and not sound like a jackass, but like. Mercer can't schedule that game. Like, there should be a rule against <laughs> scheduling that game. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I just – I saw that. Like, after uh, – in his press conference earlier – or after uh, the uh, Miami game, uh, Nick Saban, they asked him about Mercer. He's like, uh, yeah, they're a different football team. Basically just saying, like, yeah, they're different from the team we played this week, meaning we're going to beat them even more, and, like, they won't score on us. So I I respect Mercer because I'm sure it's going to bring in – I that would have to be a million-dollar deal um, because, I mean, you're almost at risk of your players getting hurt. Um, but, Not almost. They are at risk of their players getting hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Alabama is uh, – we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, I have Georgia number two. Uh, one of the weirdest games this weekend is them playing UAB in Denver. I I don't know who decided that. Um, it, they're 
I don't know. I, I don't know why they're playing Denver. They're, they're playing a mile high. Um, but uh, they look good against Clemson. Where is UAB? UAB? Yeah, where is UAB? Alabama. Oh, maybe it was affected by the, like, hurricane. So maybe their stadium's, like, messed up. I don't know. Yeah, but still, that's a long way to go. To get to, I mean, you're, yeah, probably, but, I mean, it's a long way to go to get there. Um, like I said, Georgia, good. Um, we'll see how good they really are. Um, and then three, I have Ohio State. Uh, I, I'm just going to say this right now. I The top three of Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, I, Alabama and Georgia will play <laughs> in the SEC championship, uh, but – I think Ohio State wins out. Um, I think those three, right now with Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, as long as Ohio State stays undefeated, I think they're automatically in. Um, as long as the SEC championship game is somewhat a decent game. Close, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, my fourth-ranked team, I have Texas A&M. Um, uh, they play at Colorado this weekend. Uh, I don't. It's not really a trap game, but I – it's just a game I don't want to touch. Um, number five, Oklahoma. I, I could go on for days about Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, Spencer Rattler was supposed to be this next, like, demigod that was going to be the next Oklahoma quarterback. He is just – I mean, he's like a fifth, sixth-round NFL pick, in my opinion. He's Kellen Mond, basically. So, um, we'll, we'll see what uh, what happens with them, but – Everyone said coming into the year, Oklahoma's different. This is new in Oklahoma. They got a defense. But it really doesn't matter because you only beat uh, Tulane by five. So, um, and, well, you know, I'll say that for later. Um, uh, six, Cincinnati. I, I I go back and forth on this almost daily. If Cincinnati goes undefeated and they do play Notre Dame, so if they go undefeated, I I want to say that the committee can't keep them out, but I really don't think that, like, I, I think they would deserve it, but I don't think they would get in. I, as, as long as the playoff stays at four teams, I don't think a non-Power 5 is ever getting in. <coughs> unless, Didn't unless they it, extend it? What's up? Aren't there, more, aren't there more teams that are making it now? Or is that in the future? I don't know. Oh. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but uh, so I, I like Cincinnati, um, but I don't think everyone is as high on them as I am. Clemson, seven for me. Uh, they did not look good, um, but if we learned anything, I think we learned that um, – um, <laughs> Already getting in on the comments with fantasy stuff. Have you seen it? Ah, uh, there we go. Hello again, Justin. Um, no. Uh, Gallup already played, so he's not going to be able to be put into your lineup. Yeah, he's uh, at week, week two. Oh, for week two? I mean, it depends on if he's healthy. Um, they obviously were throwing the ball, so I would say maybe. Um, and Galladay or Callaway, that's a great question. I would probably go Callaway because I'm a fan. I think Jameis is going to throw to him a lot more than people expect. Is that Especially, Antonio Callaway? No, Mark Marquez, I think. Okay. I have no the idea. guy in the Saints. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, would, I would start Galladay. 
I, I, for me, it's matchup. That's my big thing. Um, the Denver defense is supposed to be really good, and I don't trust Daniel Jones throwing the football. Uh, but the Saints play the Packers, so they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. So I would probably go Callaway because he is the guy that was getting all the touches in preseason. Instead. All right. Um, Apologies. Uh, so Clemson, back to Clemson. I said I, they're idle this week. Um, uh, not playing anybody. They did not impress me. I think, if anything, it showed us that uh, they missed Travis Etienne more than um, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that defensive line is amazing, um, but they were getting pushed around by Georgia it's for most of the game as well. So we'll see. The ACC is horrible right now. I mean, this week one was probably the worst opening weekend ever for the ACC. I mean, their supposed second team, North Carolina, got crushed in Blacksburg. Um, Miami, who was, I mean, you didn't really expect them to beat Alabama. You expected it to make it, you know, respectable. That didn't happen. Um, Clemson lost. So Clemson doesn't have to play anybody else this season um, until the SEC championship. So they're going to win out. And I, there are going to be some hard conversations that we're going to have to have uh, in the future, I think. Um, uh, After Clemson's eight, Penn State, I thought that was a really nice win at um, Wisconsin. Uh, they need to find a different quarterback um, other than um, John Clifford. Um, and then nine, Iowa State, uh, they did not look good, but I just did nine and ten basically, so it's a top, top ten matchup. Um, all right, we have another question. Um, uh, SF League 12-team PPR. Also, for that first, the one before that, starting running back on the Rams, Justin and I were talking about it before the show. I don't want to touch anyone in the Ravens' backfield right now because not only is Lamar Jackson probably going to lead the team in rushing, they have five, no, four 1,000-yard receivers, or 1,000-yard rushers, excuse me, uh, in Latavis Murray, Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Lamar Jackson. Um, But the starting running back right now is that Tyshawn Williams, who's the undrafted rookie. So I am not touching anyone in the backfield there, but if you're picking up anyone, he's technically the starter as of right now. Yeah, I. They're they're more likely to go running back guy by committee, kind of like you said. So I, in that situation, I I, I don't want anyone on the Ravens running back team because you have no idea. Unless it's like a super deep league. Yeah, because yeah, you just don't know how who's going to get the ball in the red zone, basically. <laughs> Um, and then Superflex League, 12-team PPR, QB1, QB2, Mahomes, Herbert, Harris, um, James Robinson, Cooper, Cup, OBJ. Um, Gallup, Corey Davis, Gordon Fitzpatrick, James White, Terrence Marshall Jr., Hunter Henry, Jameson Crowder, and Nico Collins. How is uh, how is Ter- I don't know maybe you don't know um how has Terrence Marshall looked so far? Uh, apparently he's looked really good, but he's in competition for touches with uh, mainly Robbie Anderson because they're both kind of short route guys. But Robbie has the ability to go deep. Uh, DJ Moore, kind of a uh, a threat there as well. So I I think that lineup you put in is probably the right one, um, unless you wanted to throw in. Terrence Marshall or Nico Collins into that uh, one of those flex spots, but Nico Collins is is unproven and he's on the Texans, so I'd probably lean Marshall 
over Gallup there um, if Gallup's hurt. But I don't know that. I, I just stay. I, I would also stay away from Gallup, yeah. just because Dak's going to throw to Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. I would say probably eighty percent of the time, and it's not like they think, can double couple double. They can't double cover both of them. So I think last night between the two of them, and I'm pulling up the actual stats. I want to say they had like twenty five targets between the two of them. Uh, Who? Cooper and Lamb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They caught everything. Of course, yeah. Of course, uh, I played against. In our pirate league, I played against um, uh, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper last night. So that's great, great. I, I was playing against everyone doing good, and I didn't have anyone do good. Amari Cooper had 13 targets last night, and C.D. Lamb had seven. Oh, no, those are catches. Where are the targets? 15 targets for C.D. Lamb last night, and 16 for – so I, I was low. I said about 15 to 20. It was like 25. Yeah, I, the only one I should I would think about picking up from the Cowboys is um, uh, Jarwin, the tight end. They go to him a lot in short yardage and around the goal line. Um, Dalton Schultz had uh, more catches than him. Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying that because like they were going to Jarwin, I think a lot more. He just didn't catch a lot. I don't think. Yeah, he had, he had four targets to Schultz's six. So like. I, I'm just, really, lot, yeah. I'm really interested to see because now that he's brought, I'm really interested to see Cooper Cup. Uh, I don't know how he's going to be this year. I, I mean, when he was like a couple of years ago, he was one of the best slots in the NFL. Um, uh, we'll see if he can get that back with uh, Matt Stafford. So we'll see. All right, All right. Uh, back to that. Okay, so we're just going to get into the primetime matchups. Uh, I think I got five on here. The big ones. Um, and yes, Justin, you are correct. FSU almost made the comeback, um, but they did not. Um, that would have been so fun. <laughs> but. Okay. Uh, Justin, uh, give me a sec. Or, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, Rojo for the rest of the season. Who's Rojo? Oh, Rojo, Ronald Jones. Um, he looked terrible, and he didn't play. Okay, so no. Okay, <laughs> good. Um <laughs> Pass to the matchup. See, passing questions. We're just going to get the answers out whenever we can. Um, all right. So, obviously, number 12, Oregon visiting uh, Ohio State <laughs> in, the, in the shoe. Uh, they were supposed to play last year in Austin. Um, they did not, obviously, cancel because of COVID. Uh, noon kickoff on Fox. Uh, neither team, in my opinion, looked very good in week uh, didn't look convincing in week one. Um I would say Fresno's was a little bit less con- – or not Fresno's, uh, use, uh, uh, Oregon's because Fresno is not that good, but uh, whatever. Uh, obviously, we kind of talked about it, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I can't find anything on it right now, so I'm thinking that Cristobal is just withholding the information and, and like, we'll know once the team kicks off. So, um, yeah, Oregon's uh, – uh, Ohio State's giving 14 and a half and the uh, over-under is 64. Um, first of all, both these teams are going to score. Uh, even if Ohio State crushes them, uh, it, they're still going to put up 14, 50 points. I love the over on the 64 in that game. Um, and I also think uh, Oregon stays within the number. Um, I, if it was at 10, I might might take it. 
Ohio State's way, but uh, 14 and 14 and a half is a lot. Um, a good team. So um, that's uh, my pick there. Tom, what do you think about it? I am never, ever going to bet against Ohio State in college football. Like, I, that is one of my rules. It's like betting against Alabama. Like, I just don't do it. Like, I don't care what the point spread is. I've bet on Ohio State, like, in my pick'em league when they have, like, a 21-and-a-half point spread, and they always cover it. So I am never going against them. I'm also going with the over, but I'll take the – I will take the two-score hit to try and keep Ohio State uh, in there, and I think that they will do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think we really talked about this. Um, but, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how C.J. Stroud does um, because – I mean, he looked bad in the first half against Minnesota. He looked – I mean, I, I'm not going to say he looked bad. He looked like an average quarterback in the second half. He just threw guys to – that guys were are really good and wide open. Um, and I almost feel bad for him because he's probably only going to be in Columbus for a year. Um, this whole year, people are – unless, like, they're blowing teams out, uh, people are going to be talking, uh, like, right, right around him just about Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers. And then I think he's going to go somewhere next year, and I think he's going to transfer. I think he's going to have a really good career wherever he goes. Um, but I do kind of feel bad for him. I mean, even I – I didn't think I would do it, but even I in the first half against Minnesota was like, I don't think Stroud is the guy. I don't think Stroud's the guy, but whatever. I, Ohio State, the players around Ohio State, their skill position players are so good, it, it really doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't hate that bad time. I, I just I, – 14 and a half is a lot. Um but we'll see. You know, I, I totally I totally understand that and I get that, but like I've tried to bet against Ohio State in the past because I don't generally like Ohio State. Like I've never been an Ohio State fan for anything. Mm-hmm. But like it has always burnt me in the past. And that's why I always take Ohio State because I'm not trying to get burnt every week. See, I always get killed every time I bet Ohio State. Like I'll see them versus like I don't know, like two or three years ago, like they were playing Nebraska at home, like in, uh, I don't know. And then the spread was like, uh, like 35 or something. And I always would take it, but it, it, so they, they bit me that way, but they've bitten you the other way. So um, uh, it's your choice who you want to take. Uh, uh, I am actually very excited for this game. Um, Iowa at Iowa State. Uh, Matt Campbell, the job he's done at Iowa State is sensational. I am shocked he's not left for a bigger job yet. Or I, I think I think he's a guy that can go into an NFL locker room and be a very good coach right away. Um, the only thing he's been not been able to do while at Iowa State is dominate Iowa. Iowa has dominated this uh, rivalry for the, like, the last five, six years. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how they play. Iowa State looked like Adams County. They looked like shit versus Northern Iowa last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Northern Iowa is another FCS team. Um, Brees Hall, the guy that I loved, I was all over him. Brees, you screwed me. Thank you. Um, 23 carries for 69 yards last year. That, that, I mean, that's like what I expect from a Texans running back this year. Like, <laughs> not going to happen. Um uh, but yeah, so Brees Hall, Brock Purdy needs to be more consistent. Charlie Kohler, their All-American tight end, was out last week. It's back this week. That will be a big difference because he's a big dude and uh, they use him a lot in the red zone. Um, one of the players to watch, uh, 
I'm a, also, I'm a little bit wary. Uh, I, I still can't believe it's – I believe that the odds haven't changed. I can't believe it's Iowa plus four and a half still. They looked really good on opening day, but if you were wanting to pick apart Iowa, you could say they got two pick sixes from a defensive back named Riley Moss. Um, I th- Those are things you just can't replicate again. So if you take those two touchdowns away, then they only beat uh, Indiana 20-6, but still um, – yeah, so like I said, play to watch Riley Moss, see what he can finally do. Um, and then, like I said, can Campbell finally get his big win? Because I think Matt Campbell's at the point in his career where within the next two, one to two years, he needs to decide, hey, I'm going to stay in college and I'm going to go get a bigger job or I'm going to go to the pros and the NFL coach or I'm just going to take Iowa State. So, yeah. um, I mean, the, the amount of people that, I mean, uh, Campbell's from like Canton. Uh, so like the amount of people that wanted him to be the Browns coach, I did. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it, 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 it's weird. So, um, we'll see with that. Uh, obviously this, uh, trophy that is played for in this game is the Cyhawk. Um, uh, I don't know why I put Iowa plus 10 on here. I wish I could get that number somewhere. Um, but uh, I, I I love Iowa plus four and a half and the under forty six. I, I mean, they, Iowa scored twenty points last week without the, the two pick sixes, and then Iowa State only scored sixteen. So these, I always get screwed with these games too because the under seems way too easy, and they're both probably going to score like it's going to be like forty five to forty one. Um, but I'm hammering the under. Uh, if one thing that taught us last week, college football defense might be back. Um, so yeah, I, I love Iowa plus four and a half and the under, um, I would also take the under in the first half if you could, and not the second half, but definitely the first half. Um, what are your picks Tom? I also love Iowa, um, with the plus four and a half. I honestly think that they have a shot at winning the game straight up. So I yeah. will definitely take the four and a half. Um, uh, but I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with the over. Um, on the spread there that you provided, what was it 46? Yeah, 46. Uh, I'm going to go with the over solely because in rivalry games, people just tend to score more. I don't know what it is, and I understand like both sides are more motivated to kind of like get up there and like make big plays. So the defense is potentially supposed to, you know, come up and make big plays, or whatever. But I, anytime I see rivalry games like this, like it's always like a high scoring game. So I think each team can score more than 23 points. So I'm going to go with the over on that. It's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, uh, so basically those are the two big games. I'm going to get through these next three pretty quickly. Um, and then uh, we'll get on to the NFL, I think. Uh, so Washington versus Michigan. Uh, ESPN has got to be kicking themselves. This is where they're doing game day. Um <laughs> Washington, probably the worst loss of week one, lost to Montana, an FCS team. Not only did they lose to an FCS team, they lost to an FCS team that hasn't played since 2019. Um, Because Montana and Montana State did not play in the fall last year, and they both opted out of the spring as well. Um, But I'm going to say it's about uh, Washington. Montana is very good in the FCS. I'm not going to lie, they are. Um, I still shouldn't be Washington. Uh, I think Washington's a lot better than what they showed opening weekend, or at least I hope they are. Or that program is—it's going to sink into the Pacific Ocean. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, I think Washington's better than they looked last week. Um, Michigan, it's just they just keep doing these weird things like every year. Like they got in the five-star quarterback last year, McCarthy, and they're still not starting in this year for some guy named Cade McAmara, who I feel like is another Michigan quarterback that's been in Michigan for like 17 years. They just like all get redshirted as many times as possible. It's crazy. Um, he did not impress me. Uh, they also lost their best receiver, Ronnie Bell, to a torn ACL on the year. Um, and this is going to be a little bit of a tangent to a side tangent. I'm not necessarily an Ohio State fan, I guess. If I want one team to win the national championship, it would be Ohio State. But I also want, I just want Michigan to be good again. I, I'm sick of Michigan being terrible. I'm sick of Florida State being terrible. I'm sick of all these, like Nebraska, I'm sick of all these old programs that were so good that are now literally like defunct. So uh, I want Michigan to be good. Uh, I think they're going to, I guess I don't know if they're going to win or lose. Um, I think uh, they don't cover though. I like, I love Washington plus seven. And then, um, what is the under? Under 48 as well. Um, Hammer in the that's under. That's what I had. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. All right. Uh, Texas, Arkansas, a good, uh, you know, southern um, rivalry. Um, Razorbacks. The Razorbacks, Sam Pittman. Um, Sam Pittman. Uh, Texas, uh, Texas actually looked I, like – I. Let's not get carried away and do the horns up or the horns down or whatever. They looked okay last week. Yeah, horns down always. Um, they looked okay last week. And they looked, uh, Hudson Card looks a lot like Sam Ellinger. Um, so he'll probably be at Texas for the next seven years and be <laughs> Oklahoma like three times. I don't know. Um, uh, Arkansas deserves – anyone who bet on the Arkansas game last weekend – um, you have to give. Uh, you have to be thankful for the Arkansas players because they were down by, well, I think, seventeen with like uh, halfway through the third quarter, came back and covered a nineteen-point spread. Um, so uh, good for them. I also think they're better than a lot of people think. Um, I I don't necessarily think uh, Texas is bad, but this is. This is one of those games where, like, this has been Texas. Like, they get one good win, and they're going to come back and crash and burn. Um, so, uh, I love Arkansas plus seven. They're at home. It really is a rivalry. Like, Texas and Arkansas don't like each other. Um, yeah, I'm going Arkansas plus seven, and I'm also going the under on that one as well. I believe for my pick em, I picked Texas to cover, but it's only six and a half. It's not a full seven. So I think it could be a touchdown game, uh, but I also went with the under there, not knowing that Arkansas put up a ton of points to cover last week. So I might have swung my decision, but I'm going to stick with the under on that. It's a good pick. Good pick. <laughs> um, all right, on to the holiest of the holiest, the Holy War. Uh, Utah at BYU. Uh, I'm just going to come out and straight up say it. The only reason BYU was relevant last year at all was because of Zach Wilson. Um, BYU stinks this year. I could go into this for a little bit if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. It's easy. Um, Utah, take Utah and the points. Or, yeah, Utah minus seven, and then um, under 49. 
uh, Utah is ranked 21st. They've always had a good program. Um, and BYU just, I, I mean, they'll probably be good for a year in like seven years. So. <laughs> now I, uh, I also don't believe in BYU whatsoever because not only did they lose Zach Wilson, but they lost like basically all of their starters who were trying to go to the NFL while they still could. So I, I have zero faith uh, whatsoever in BYU. So I will go the same. I will take the minus seven for Utah and the under. Cool, cool. All right, cool. so those are the <laughs> shut up. Those are the big games, and um, oh yeah, and uh, Charlie Brewers, Utah's quarterback. I forget where he transferred from. It might actually be Texas, um, but he's pretty. He's a pretty good quarterback as well. All right, um, on to the NFL. Uh, this is my pick six. Uh, not necessarily locks or anything like that. Just uh, numbers that I like, uh, whether it be first quarter, third quarter, just. Lines like that, um, anything that I really, really like for the week. So let's get into it. Um, Arizona and Tennessee, when I saw this, uh, the over-under is 52. I, I'm i going to hammer the over. Um, people forget that, yeah, the Titans got Julio Jones, um, but they didn't add anyone to their defense, and their defense still can't get off the field on third down. Um, and I, I don't really think – the Cardinals can get down off field on third down either for the most part, uh, unless JJ Watt has like an incredible comeback season, which everyone's really hoping for. I really, I really relish and look forward to the day that JJ Watt is back a star in my life. Not, not. So uh, in that one, I like the over just full game over uh, for any of you out there that would like to make a pick. Uh, the spread, uh, Cardinals plus three over under is 52. Like I said, uh, I am just doing the over in this one. Yeah. That um, one surprised me that Arizona was, was the underdog. Cause like everyone is talking about how bad Tennessee's defense is and how the Cardinals are supposed to be one of the more high power offenses this season. So yeah, I, was, I was just a little surprised at that, I guess. People talk about Tennessee's defense, though, I, I, just because I think their offense is so good, there's not a lot to pick apart on their offense. That's fair. They, I mean, yeah, yeah well, Julio Jones, A.J. Uh, uh, AJ AJ Brown, Brown, Derrick Henry, um, Ryan Tannehill. All right. Uh, next pick six, uh, uh, the Chargers versus uh, Washington football team. Um, the, the spread in the over under is, um, Washington football team is favored by one. Um, I love the first half under of 21 and a half. Um, we've seen it in college and I expect to see it again. We didn't see it last night, which is making me a little bit worried about this pick, but defenses usually come out and play better right out of the gates than offenses do just because it's simply that there's not much thinking just, you know, get to the ball on defense and tackle. So, um, and I think Washington's defense is the real deal. Um, so uh, I like the uh, first half under a 21 and a half. Uh, I like Justin Herbert, but he's going to, I wouldn't say he's going to struggle. It'll be really interesting to see the Washington uh, defensive front versus uh, the Chargers offensive line, which they've beefed up as well. Okay. Uh, thank you for your comment, Tom. Well, I, I just glitched out. I heard you talking about the offensive line, and then I heard thank you for your comment. 
Okay, well, I was done. I picked uh, the first half under. Oh, I didn't under. I didn't think you were asking me. No, I was. That this is probably going to be my favorite game to watch this week. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like it's literally a battle of a nice high-powered offense versus a super stacked defense. Um, I, I am gonna be so thrilled to watch Fitzpatrick throw the ball to his new weapons and his new shiny toys. Um, but I am most excited to see Justin Herbert expose the corners on the Washington football team. That, that did, is I tell you, did I tell you about uh, the Pirate League and my Justin Herbert mistake? No. So, oh, yes, yes. You missed him by like a dollar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm just, I'm just, I just want you to know I'm going to harp on that all year because if I had Justin Herbert as my second quarterback, I would be by far and away the best team in the league. Well, you don't have to worry about that because he's our first quarterback on our dynasty team. Yeah. Well, which is getting ravaged by injuries. Uh, that's something we'll also do every uh, during our first show every week. We'll probably recap our individual fantasies and then uh, look at, uh, obviously, the one we do together. Um, we'll probably even take a look at that on, on Sunday with us anyways because, you know, that's all we do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, way. I – I, I, th- we need to talk about our fantasy team because it, it, as time goes on, it just looks worse and worse. Luckily, it's a dynasty. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I've been doing all the drafts basically with the mindset that they're all dynasty teams. So I have like <laughs> none of my teams. I have like no one over the age of like 25. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. I, well, it's great, but it's also just how I do things in like Madden when I do a fancy draft. I'm just like, all right, yeah. young, fast, okay, cool. I like you. Um, but yes, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, be doing. Uh, we'll probably maybe not fidgeting with our lineup on Sunday, but uh, you know, given uh, some of our takes out on Sunday as well. Um, uh, all right, Miami um, versus Cincinnati, uh, the the Bungles. Um, Cincinnati plus three over under is 47. Uh, 47. Um, I like the under of 47 um, just because I don't think both these teams are good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hang on. I, uh, the Bengals don't really surprise, like push me over. They're not, they're not a team I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to put up you know, 30 points and make it so that you can hit the over. And Minnesota is another team that I'm just like, yeah, they could pick apart Cincinnati's defense, but how much do I trust Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I mean, that's that's just my go-to when I really don't know what to – like, either I, I – when I'm looking at games, either I'm never going to touch it with a 10-foot pole or, like, I, I look at it and I see things like that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I also uh, the greatest pick in all of our fantasy drafts is going to end up being Jamar Chase, obviously. Um, did you see? Did you did you see the? Uh, I don't know if it's an excuse or an explanation he gave yesterday. Oh yeah, dude! What are you kidding me? That is like the worst excuse I have ever heard in my entire life. That's okay. why you're dropping footballs. Okay, the size. Yes, I agree. That's horrible. I will say the white stripes make a little bit of difference. I don't want to hear it. You're a professional athlete. I I, 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 I 100% agree with you. I'm just saying I know where he's coming from. I was once 
a great D1 athlete at LSU and then went to the NFL as well, and I struggled. <laughs> but I eventually picked up my career, and now I'm in the Hall of Fame. Look me up, Charles Woodson. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, I when this is my go-to when I just don't think teams are good, just go the under because if they're not good, that means they probably can't score. So um, that's my rationale for that one. Um, See, but the only wrench that gets thrown into that philosophy with the Vikings is Kirk Cousins is a fourth quarter destroyer of bets because he could find a way to score three or four touchdowns in the fourth quarters because he's a stat pad machine and will mess up the ticket. That's the only issue I have with ever touching a Vikings game. I'm going to bet on the Washington football team all year. I don't know why. I'm just going to. I'm just convinced <laughs> about nothing really. But um, also if I just bet on the Redskins, Fitzpatrick can't necessarily – can he can screw me by playing really bad. So whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so we got uh, Miami versus New England. This line makes no sense to me. Uh, I know Miami is kind of maybe trying to figure out a quarterback situation. I think two is going to start. I don't think he's very good. But I don't know where Vegas is coming up with this number of uh, um, of uh, Miami being the underdog. I, I just don't get that. It's going to be Mac Jones's first game in the NFL. The, the Dolphins have a really, really good defense, or at least they did last year. And the problem for Mac Brown is he's not – Mac Brown, Mac Jones, he's not very mobile at all, but at Alabama, he was able to sit in the pocket, a clean, a squeaky clean pocket for like seven seconds. And then, I mean, no one in the like NFL corners can't cover Devonta Smith for seven seconds when they're just running to get open. So it's not going to be like that for him in New England. I, I'm almost hoping this goes so horribly wrong just because I would love to bring Belichick down. So, um, but yeah, I, I love the Miami money line here. It's not, I mean, you can tell it's only plus 150, so it's clearly a hot number. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Vegas got this one, but I, I, I rarely go money line, especially in the shows. I would go money line in Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami's defense could carry them again through most of the season. So, whenever they're going to be like, in a game like this where I don't really believe in New England and I don't believe in their quarterback situation, then factor in it's a rookie quarterback. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand it like you said, but, like, I would 100% be slamming that um, just to just to pick up some free money, I guess, because I, I, there's zero doubt in my mind that Miami's defense keeps Mac Jones in check. And then it's up yeah. to Tua to put up, like, 20 points. <laughs> Um, all right, on to the next uh, pick six. Uh, Cleveland, the my Browns versus Kansas City. Uh, this is an interesting one for me. Obviously, people think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, a, I think the Browns' defense is vastly improved. I think they're going to be able to shut down the Chiefs. No. Um, and also, uh, but the Chiefs' defense, I think, is a little underrated a lot of the time. Or they have, they have players on their defense that make plays. Um, so, and like I said earlier, this is my rationale for it earlier. And like I said, if this is wrong, next year I'll do the opposite. So that's fine. Um, and I'll probably be wrong next year. Um, but uh, I like the first half under of 26 and a half. Um, 
I think maybe you can get a touchdown from each early on, but I think then it's more of uh, long, not long, medium to long sustained drives that, you know, keep it under 26 and a half. That would be, uh, I just can't see them going in 14, 14 and a half. But once again, I could be very wrong. And especially after last night, I could be very, very wrong. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's going to probably be game of the week. Is it not? Yeah, I think it is uh, Fox's game of the week. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, we can, we'll get in more of that uh, when we do our teams next. Um, then my last pick six, uh, I, I really, really like this one a lot. Um, the Rams first half, uh, minus four versus Chicago. Um, Fields, uh, I know that they lost, uh, Rams lost, obviously, John Johnson and Troy Hill. Um, the Rams are so deep at defense and good in defense. Now, apparently, Jordan Filler is just basically stepping in and filling the exact role that John Johnson did. So, um, good for them. Uh, I, I, I like the Rams. That's great. Um, but Justin Fields is going against a very veteran and very good defense. Uh, guys like Aaron Donald are going to be coming after him. So, uh, he can start out. Dalton. What? Andy Dalton's the starter. Yeah, I know. Why? <laughs> As I was reading that, I knew it. Okay, well, either way, I still like it. Uh, Andy Dalton's terrible. Like, you know what? You know, you know what I'm going to do. Uh, here, I'll, I'll look it up. Hold on. Um, okay. Uh, where is it? Um, yeah, I, I just go uh, the Rams. I I will. I, I'll go the Rams minus seven and a half full game. Especially if Andy Dalton's playing, that's terrible. They they're gross. That's a that's a disgusting team. Ew. Yeah, I I didn't look at the outline like in depth, but I was listening to you. Know, I'm like, wait, Justin Fields? He's not starting. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all think she should be starting, and I know everyone knows he should be starting. Yeah. But they're paying Andy Dalton ten million dollars to at least play the first four weeks. Yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> I think the Rams crush him. There aren't many blowouts in the NFL. Um, I think they might blow them out, though. Yeah. So we'll see. Especially week one when everyone's still trying to get the gears running. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we're going to head to our teams. Um, I've done most of the talking so far, Tom. So let's – you can talk. What do you think about the Jets at Carolina? Um, Jets plus four over under is 44. Take I mean, it away. I, don't, I don't think – any, I, there, I don't think there's any shot that the over is, is hit here. I mean, it, it's new quarterbacks for both teams. Jets, a completely restructured team almost. Um, you know, I, I, I am oddly confident in the Jets to win the game outright. Um, so I would take that plus four. Um, but I, I do think that they could potentially win outright because I don't really fear Carolina's defense. Um, but everything is solely dependent on Zach Wilson and if he plays like everyone is talking about him playing as. You know, the, there are still people, and I forget exactly which former NFL player said it, um, but someone said, like, you know, we're going to see really quickly Zach Wilson elevate up the quarterback's list, essentially. Like, kind of how Patrick Mahomes elevated up quickly. And I think he made kind of a comparison – not saying that he is Patrick Mahomes or he's the next Patrick. Well, that's Mahomes. getting clipped. Uh, that's getting clipped. It's going in our trailers for next week. 
Zach Wilson I, is the next Patrick Mahomes, according to Tom. Okay. No, I'm, I'm uh, literally it's, it's reading what, what he it's said. That's what you said, though. I'm reading what he said. Um, but, yeah, they, they, me, said he's gonna, <laughs> they said that he's going to fly up the, the quarterback list, kind of like how Patrick Mahomes did. Um, but I, and the guy was like, yeah, he's obviously not Mahomes now. But like they're saying that that level of him like not being a stud and then immediately being a stud that that kind of we're flip. we're gonna find out real quick if Zach Wilson's gonna be good or bad. Yeah, that's true. Um, I it, I was on Carolina. Um, I hated Zach Wilson when they drafted him. I don't like him. I still don't like him as a human being. I don't understand the whole thing with BYU and whatever. I don't like it. Uh. But I am switching my pick. I like the Jets plus four. Um, for whatever reason, like I've had this utter confidence in Sam Darnold. And then I'm just kind of realizing this week that like, there's a reason he's not on the Jets anymore. So um, yes, I changed my pick. Uh, I, I also a hundred percent agree with you. The under is definitely going to hit here. Um, I think it, Honestly, I think you could see a lot. You could see a lot of turnovers, and not just necessarily interceptions. You could just see a lot of turnovers. They're both basically <clears throat> like new coaches. Not, I mean, Carolina doesn't have a new coach. It's his second year, but they're also going to be getting um, McCaffrey back. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of exchanges going on. So, I, yeah, this is a game that I usually probably would stay away from. Um, but if I had to give it something, I'm definitely hitting the under. Um, which everyone should do hit the under because that's, that that's going to hit. And then, um, uh, but I will change mine to Jets plus four. I, I don't know if they can, I, I, they can win. Obviously anybody can win. I don't know if they will win. They'll keep it within the number though. I think, I think, I, I think if they lose, it's a three point game. And I think if they win, I think it's probably 10 to 13 point game. I think they kill. Um, yeah. I, I really don't trust that Carolina defense. Like people have been hyping it up and saying, Oh, Adding J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin, their secondary is going to be great. It's like it's it's his first game. It's same with Zach Wilson. Obviously, there are kinks that are going to need to be worked out, but it is C.D. Lamb's first game too. Or C.D. Lamb, J.C. Horn. <laughs> C.D. Lamb, J.C. Horn. C.D. J.C. Yeah, that's real. That's honestly what messed me up. Not even gonna lie. All good. All good. <laughs> Um, all right, and then on to America's game of the week: uh, the Browns at the Chiefs. Uh, Browns are plus six. Over under is fifty four and a half. Uh, I, I I'm going to go into this in a betting standpoint. Is that like I, I just pretend like I'm not a Browns fan? I don't think they beat the Chiefs on Sunday. I the Chiefs' offense has been together for so long that they don't necessarily need time together. They're going to be able to score. Um, it, I'm not uh, like super confident, uh, but I, I do think the Browns have a pretty good chance to get it within the number. I could see four or five, uh, you know, maybe 32, 27, something like that. Um, but so, and it's week one, I will probably end up picking against the Browns at some point, but, uh, like the new defense, it's going to be interesting. I think, I think if I'll tell you exactly right now what I think. I think if the Chiefs get the ball on the kickoff, I think they score within two minutes. I think they score within two minutes, not because the Browns defense is bad, 
but because they're all, I mean, there's going to be, I mean, Jeremiah Owusu-Kamara is Koromoa is going to be playing like three different positions that he's never really played before. So I do think that in the first quarter in probably the first half, but definitely in the first quarter, I think both defenses won't really stop anyone, which is basically contradicting what I said earlier. This is how I hedge my gambling, just tell myself that different things. So that's good for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, so I, I like Cleveland plus six. Um, it, to be honest with you, I, the season just needs to get started. I, I just, I, I can't talk anymore about the Browns hype. I can't, can't do it like I want to write an article today about like the game on Sunday. I don't know what's right. So all I'm saying right now is Browns plus six. Um, and then uh, I think I had the under 54 and a half because that's a lot of points. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably – the Chiefs are another one. I'm not going to bet against them. Um, but I do think that there's a chance that the Browns can keep it close. So that would be the only – kind of wrench in my philosophy. <laughs> All right. Uh, you covered most of the game. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we covered everything. Um, did I miss anything, Tom? Um, Cause if I didn't, I'm just going to, you know, read off my card. Give me, give you guys the locks, the upset special, my um, Grinch pick, and then we'll kind of explain what's going to happen on Sunday. Sounds good. All right, so if any of you are counting at home, um, I have a 22-team card to this weekend. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of picks that I really really like. So, starting tonight, uh, Kansas versus Coastal. I think Kansas stays within the number in the first half. Um, I don't know if you saw it last week. Kansas won versus an FCS team. They stormed the field, uh, so it looks like Kansas is having some fun. Uh, good for them. Uh, at this point, it, I, I think it would be awesome if the Jayhawks program and the Rutgers program, like both, got back to prominent levels. Um, well, not I really want Kansas. Rutgers to be good too. <laughs> yeah, maybe not Kansas, but you know, at least Rutgers, please. <laughs> yeah, um, Rutgers will be on my card for sure. Uh, I also love Minnesota minus nine, uh, minus nineteen versus Miami of Ohio. Minnesota's offensive line is like. They are big. They are good. Um, Miami just got killed last week by Cincinnati. So they're coming in, you know, kind of dragging their feet. I love Minnesota minus 19. Mohamed Ibrahim being out sucks, but I think they can cover 19 still. Um, I, like I said, I like Oregon plus 14 and a half. I think they keep it within the number. Um, I like the over in that game as well, 64. Uh, this is one of my locks earlier um, that you should have gotten. I believe it's at four now. I got it earlier this week at two. Uh, South Carolina minus two versus ECU. Um, ECU is not that good. Uh, they're playing at a neutral site. Oh no, they're playing. They're playing at ECU. Um, but these are the kind of games in week two that I think turn into blowouts when they're just you know like a power five team playing a non power five team, and neither is really good, neither is really bad. Um, but you just see the athletic difference between the place like South Carolina and East Carolina in games like this, I think. So I love them minus two. Um, uh, another one I like to cover, I like uh, Florida to cover 28 and a half versus USF. 
Dan Mullen needs to figure what the hell is going on with his quarterback room. He needs to either stick with um, Emory Jones or go with this Richardson behind him. So they're going to, they did it last week as well. They played hard for all 60 minutes. They were throwing bombs like the lat in the, in the, like the two minutes left in the game, just so Dan uh, Mullen, the dumbass could figure out who try and figure out what the quarterback situation. So they're going to play the full 60 minutes. I love them covering that four touchdowns. Um, at home versus USF. Uh, Rutgers, like we were talking about, love Rutgers minus two versus Syracuse. Dino Babers had one good year at Syracuse, and since then um, he's been pretty goddamn awful. Um, and uh, uh, Rutgers is on the up and up. I think uh, um, Shiano's done a really good job there. there. There's there's a day, I would say, in the next 10 years where I think Rutgers could be a top five, top six Big Ten program. Um, all right. Uh, this one's easy. Always do this for everyone. Armed forces versus each other. Always the under, um, air force versus Navy under 40 and a half easy money. Um, another easy money for me, Boston college minus 35 and a half versus UMass. Uh, they're playing on September 11th. It is the red bandana game. Um, if you want to look it up, just search the red bandana September 11th. Uh, they wear, um, a commemorative Jersey for something like that. So, and they are away. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's a lock. Um, that's a lock. Uh, <laughs> Temple minus seven versus Akron. Uh, Temple is not good, but Akron is a whole different kind of fucking terrible. Um, so, yeah, they're going to cover seven versus them. Uh, Georgia UAB under 45. Um, I don't think UAB is going to score uh, at all, honestly. Uh, I mean, we they're basically just coming back as a program. They're playing in a neutral site. I don't know how many fans are going to be there either way. Um, but like I said, even if Georgia scores 35 points, it still goes under. So I love the under there. <clears throat> uh, Texas A&M, first quarter, minus five and a half. Iowa, plus four and a half. Iowa, Iowa State, under 46. Um, I love Appalachian State plus nine versus Miami, Florida. Uh, Derek King, I think, is still injured, and he's just trying to play on it. So I love them plus nine. I, Depending on what we're seeing tomorrow, I might switch that to Moneyline. We'll see. Um, Liberty minus four versus Troy. Troy is not very good. Liberty is pretty good. Uh, they also have a Heisman contender in Malik Willis, quarterback. He's very good, so I like them. Um, over Troy, Arkansas, um, uh, plus seven versus Texas. We kind of already talked about that. Washington, Michigan, uh, Washington plus seven versus Michigan. We kind of talked about that as well. Utah minus seven in the Holy War. We talked about that as well. I can't find the Kent State money line anywhere, but um, if it is out there, uh, I'm taking it. And then uh, my last pick, uh, Notre Dame minus 17 versus Toledo. Uh, if we saw anything from Notre Dame versus Florida State and Florida State isn't Clemson or anything like that. Let's be, let's be honest. But um, uh, their are off- uh, Notre Dame's offense is pretty good, um, so uh, they're going to open things up. Um, and Toledo, another MAC team, a good MAC team. Um, but um, yeah, I like them to cover seventeen. Um, do you have a card, Tom, or do you want me to get to my locks? I do not have a card of my own because I. Do not <laughs> I'm not good enough at betting to come up with twenty-two picks. I'm not either. I just I just I, I, I pretend I am. All right. Um 
my lock of the week. This one is easy. Uh, I don't know how this uh, um, ended up being this way. Uh, I love um, Western Kentucky plus five versus Army. Western Kentucky, Bailey Zapp, uh, he's their quarterback. He's actually one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, they score a lot. Um, Army, I think they're going to get uh, – Army obviously likes control possession with their little whatever triple option. Um, Western Kentucky can literally get the ball at their 25 and then score within a minute. So I love Western Kentucky plus five. That also might be taking a money – I might be taking that as a money line tomorrow. Um, my upset special uh, – this isn't an upset necessarily. It's just like I, I, I call it an upset special. Um, I like Oregon plus seven and a half during uh, plus seven and a half first half first Ohio State. Like I said, I think both are going to either get out to a really fast start or a really slow start. Um, but either way, they're going to be pretty close throughout the first half. Um, that's what uh, Ohio State with, with like the big games that they've been in the last couple of years. Uh, I, discounting the Alabama national championship game last year, but Clemson last year. Um, uh, even Minnesota this year, uh, Ohio State comes out and they come out to play in the second half. Um, so I think uh, they'll beat them by 10 to 13. Uh, but I love that number. I love Oregon sticking inside that number in the first half for sure. Um, and then my Grinch pick, uh, this is a new pick for me. Um, basically, all it is every week, I'll do one of them. Uh, it's pretty simple, self-explanatory. You wouldn't touch the Grinch with a 10-foot pole. This is a game I'm not going to touch with a 10-foot pole, and that is Pittsburgh versus Tennessee this weekend. Both teams are very bad. Both teams are relatively new coaches. Both teams won last weekend. Both teams did not look impressive last weekend. So I have no idea, and the ACC has been bad, so we don't really know how bad Pitt is. Um, so I have no idea. I would stay away from this one, and I mean the under, the over, the spread, and the money line because I have absolutely no idea. So – um, that's kind of my Grinch pick. Um, all right. And so that, that, that's going to do it for our, um, uh, college, uh, football pick on Friday. Uh, but we have some important news to share out that we Sunday, Tom, have we decided on a time yet? I believe 11. Okay. So Sunday morning at 11, uh, me and Tom, uh, we, Tom's going to be the star of the show. I'll just be producing. And making funny jokes, um, you know, being the host. Um, we are going to do uh, our first fantasy show on Sunday from 11 until basically people stop asking questions. Uh, I mean, I I'm not going to skip the Browns. Or You know what? I can stay on forever. Unfortunately for you guys, I can stay on forever because my game doesn't start till 4.15. Tom started at 1, though, so um, – uh, but we'll see. I have two screens. I could sit here if people still have questions. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, so I may uh, scream, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, Justin is a guy that's been commenting. I don't know. I don't know you, man, but uh, check in with us Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Everyone else out there, it's going to be awesome. Where uh, Tom's going to give us, you know, uh, we'll probably go over some, you know, regular segments, stardom, situm who maybe sleepers, things like that. Uh, we're also going to incorporate, I believe, a little DFS um, because I know um, – uh, what? 
So I'm gonna try. It's not my forte, but I. Oh, you know, I'm gonna try. Some sort of success. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try it because that's something I feel like I can control other than fantasy. Um, but uh, so we'll add a little DFS in there. Um, I'll, I'll also be open for gambling tips, and Tom will also be open for gambling tips if you want on the NFL. We'll probably go over our picks again in the NFL on Sunday. Like I said, we're probably get, we're, we'll be on from eleven until whenever uh, either the first game starts or whenever people. Don't start asking questions. So, like I said, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, get it out the work, get it out there. Uh, we're going to retweet it. Everything come with questions, come with everything like that. And uh, we hope it's really, really interactive. And um, like I said, Tom knows a shit ton about fantasy football. So uh, we'll do that. And then even for you guys that don't like fantasy, like, like I said, uh, DFS and a uh, little gambling advice as well. But like I said, very excited for that. I'll post the link with this underneath it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, should be a great show. Uh, Tom, any thoughts? No, nah, man, I'm really excited. Football's back. I'm really excited that we get to sit and talk about fantasy football, considering how much time I devote to it, even without, uh, even without a show where we talk about it. So I'm very excited uh, to see everyone come out on Sunday morning and we can talk some fantasy football and have a good time before the games. Yeah. Um, I was getting all the messages from all my leagues yesterday about yesterday setting lineups and everything. And so obviously me being the smart person I am, I just, you know, text Tom, Tom, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? <laughs> he tells me who did the, maybe you should drop this guy, whatever. I don't listen. But that's also why I probably won't be very good this year. So um, <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for us. We forgot this in the beginning, um, but uh, this episode is presented by Sneakerhead Golf. Tom, right. take it away. Yes, yes, Sneakerhead Golf. Uh, you can get all of your golf needs, whether it's golf hats, uh, golf club hats. Um, they, they have covers. They have a bunch of T-shirts, golf towels. Um, this is so high-quality material. Um, it's literally my favorite hat. I have been getting – comments about how I'm wearing the same hat every day, which is something I don't normally do. I, I gotta um, say, I, I gotta say one thing you don't wear the same, like you don't wear the same Jersey. Like you, that's every time in the past, I think every episode for the past week and a half, you've been wearing that hat. Yeah. So I, can I, confirm. I, I, I love switching it up. I love representing other things and other teams and just kind of having a bunch of sports material, but I, I literally don't think I take, I, I, I don't take the hat off if I'm going out somewhere, uh, it's literally my new favorite hat. Uh, I love the quality. I love the material. It's like waterproof too, which is really cool. So if you use my code TB15 at checkout at sneakerheadgolf.com, you'll get 15% off and you get a cool hat like this. Yeah. And uh, I'll post obviously the URL as well with this. Um, but like I said, we're really looking forward to Sunday. Um, we're really look I'm really looking forward to the whole weekend, to be honest with you, Ohio state, Oregon tomorrow at noon, Iowa, Iowa state at four 30. And Sunday from eleven o'clock till you know whoever whoever whenever we could be on till we could be on through Sunday night football if you wanted us to be guys so whatever um, we're really looking forward to it and like and I said, it's homecoming weekend here at Butler University so we got that to look forward to tomorrow. Your your parents coming up? No, no, I, I will be going out um, very early in the morning, and we will see what time I get back. Oh, uh, tomorrow? Yes. It is an all-day affair here in Indiana because there is nothing better to do. 
<laughs> that, like just th- like and that's awesome like if i was like 21 22 that's awesome me thinking about that right now like thinking like oh my gosh i'm so excited to wake up at like 7 a.m tomorrow you know take five shots and just be blasted the whole day like yeah there's a time in my life that that would have i would have been excited for years um but at this point i'm just like that sounds like i would get sick i would not be comfortable and i'm you're just gross. So, um, but yeah, definitely, uh, Tom, have fun. So I'm definitely going to make fun of you for being hung over on Sunday. So just expect that. Um, yeah. um, but yeah, definitely tune in. Like I said, I'll, we'll post the links on Facebook, Twitter, everything like that. Um, and yeah, definitely check us out on Sunday. Uh, All right. to close out the show, Justin has one final question before fantasy. This is more of a generalized football question. Who will start first? That's Trey Lance really, or Justin Fields? That's a really good question, Justin. Um, I'll let you take this one, Tom. Who do you think? Um, personally, I 